When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Yes, welcome to Off The Bench for another weekend. Hope you've had a great week. It's been an exciting week, of course, and also a week of sorrow with the Matildas, even if you're not a football fan, which I've got to say, um, I'm not a... A 24-7 football man, but I've been swept up like everyone else has in the Matildas with the FIFA Women's World Cup. And unfortunately, Wednesday night, we're just going down. We've got an opportunity to get third when it comes to a World Cup. It's not bad for a very small country that has never been recognised for its football prowess on the world stage. So, yeah, let's let's watch this space for that because um, it's been an exciting time and it has captured all the imagination of, of the country. Men, women, children, everyone. So... Well done, the Matildas, their coaching staff, everyone. And now the big, I suppose the big job is trying to jump onto the back of it. And I'm going to bring in Daddy Vass. He's going to help me. Cohen's going to help me here today. How are you, Cohen? Good day, Sats. Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, it was just what a moment for Australia. Yeah. Pack Stadium. 80,000 at Stadium Australian on two occasions. Then you got your Suncorp sellouts as well. Not only that, is that everywhere else here in, in New Zealand have, have basically sold all the tickets. Mm. You know, some of the clashes in New Zealand between two countries that have got nothing to do with New Zealand. They've got you know, 30 or 40,000 people. It's outstanding. Do you think FIFA's watching this going, mm, the men's game could work here too? Well, we're a country along with New Zealand that have the facilities and mm. not a lot of countries have. Yeah. On the show today, Queenslander Storm hooker Harry Grant, we caught up with him during the week, just to have a bit of a yakker about what he loves to do off the field. He's a, he's a great young man. He's from Yapoon, around the Rockhampton area in central Queensland. He's a terrific young guy and the best hooker in the game. Knights coach Adam O'Brien will join us also. It is a stacked show because he's doing a great job at the Knights. About eight or nine weeks ago, many are questioning whether he was the right man for the Knights job. Well, now he's got them on the cusp of the finals, sitting seventh at the moment in the NRL ladder. And a really good friend of the show. He's a good guy. And it's Justin Holbrook. Myself and Woogie caught up with him during the week also just to see what's going on with life after the Titans. And he's also signed on with the Roosters as well in a pretty serious capacity. So we'll have a chat with Justin Holbrook as well. Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. He's got some great tips over the weekend as well. So now it's time for our running hot segment, except nothing less than Australia's best. That is Ream Payne Hess, Payne Hass, I should say, during the week. Out of the blue. And you're a Broncos fan, mm-hmm. Co. Yep. Out of the blue, we thought he was going to go to November 1. We thought the Rugby World Cup would finish. He'd sit down with rugby officials and talk about what sort of money they were willing to offer him. If Joseph Suwali is getting 1.6, he would be in the vicinity of the same amount. He was never going to go to another club for another 100 or 200,000 more and relocate to Sydney. So when this came out of left field that he'd re-signed during the week, you know, a lot of Bronco fans like you, Co, you would have, you jumping up and down, relief. jumping up and down. Mate, I, I think Kevy was quietly confident, though. Well, he was always confident of mm. keeping Payne. The big question now is keeping a young team like that together. Well, it's, happen- it's happened to Penrith, hasn't well, it, it? It's different. 
It's different with Penrith because they've won two comps and now players will start chasing money like Stephen Crichton and mm. Cohen Spencer Lenu. But when you're a young team that has been put together and could stay together for the next four, five, six years, but have the ability to be torn apart without winning a comp together, that means there's someone getting a large piece of the pie. And Payne Haas has re-signed for three years. Well, it's two years. He's still re- he's still signed for next year, but he got an upgrade to 1.1 1. 1 million and 1.2 for 2025 and 2026. Now, the World Cup, next World Cup is 2027. So his management is smart there. They've left him open. But what this does for the Broncos is interesting because Reese Walsh is on reportedly 450 a year. Mm-hmm. He's going to need an upgrade. Mm-hmm. I think the one in the firing line could be Ezra Mam. He may have to go to another club. I disagree. I think they've already sacrificed Herbie Farnworth and Thomas Flegler. Yeah, because we've got Dean Mariner, who's on minimum wage. Mm. And Keegan Palacio, because they've said, if we can't pay and Flegler what Xavier Willison as well. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Well, let's hope, because I'd love to see that young group stay together and, and try and win a comp together. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. As I teased earlier on, Woogie and I caught up during the week with former Gold Coast Titans coach Justin Holbrook to see what is happening with life after the Titans. More importantly, his new role with the Roosters 2024 and onwards. Hackle just nine metres out from the try line. Holbrook, Holbrook gets a try on Taboo. The halfback scoots over. And they've eventually scored after 66 minutes. Newcastle get try number one. There it is. 1999, that was. Jeez, that's out of the archives. They would have had to dust that one off. How many try? Oh, let's introduce him, first of all. The, the man who's going to the Roosters as assistant coach next year, Justin Holbrook, joining us on Sports Day. How many did you, um, how many did you score, Titsy? Oh, too, too many to remember, boys. Too many. <laughs> I remember, you, I remember, was it, can you remind me, is it 2000, Justin, when I think there were some Origin players out, you were, you took over from Joey. You played the Broncos at New Marathon one day and you absolutely Ooh. destroyed them. Was that 2000 or 99? Geez, Sats, it's great to talk to you, Blake. So, that is awesome. Yeah, it was 2000, mate. Yeah, I had, um, yeah, that was a great day, actually. Uh, I remember telling the story. A week's a long time in rugby league. So, um, obviously, the Knights fans are very passionate. There was a, a full stadium up there at Newcastle. I think we were down. Um, Oh, about oh, 14 or something half time. Ended up winning 24-20. And, um, yeah, a few things come off for me in the second half. Got me in a match and uh, it was fantastic. And then the next week, Joey, to come back after Origin, we had to play Canberra away down in Canberra and they had horrendous weather. So they moved the reserve mate game and over to Seaford on its own <laughs> and ran out in front of nobody and got beat by 50. So. <laughs> <laughs> real, oh. good, real good reality check about a week's a long time. <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. Now, um, have you been able to sit back and just watch the game just as a as a true fan, Titsy, over the the recent weeks, or are you still sitting there and dissecting and strategizing as a with that coach's mentality? Oh, I think well, it's been a. Bit of a whirlwind time, so a little bit of everything to be honest. Early on, it was, it was tough, um, really hard, and then uh, once obviously I worked out what I was doing and where I was going, which is obviously you know, to the Roosters now for next year. It's it's been great. The last week has been a lot of um, weight off the shoulders, so to speak, and uh, really clear. And now I can um, sort of knuckle down, know what I'm doing, and um, 
yeah, plan plan for next year, which I, is great. I thought you handled handled yourself really well, um, Titsy. A little bit like Anthony Griffin when mm. um, when he left the Brisbane Broncos and the Penrith Panthers, and and I think that. I think that proves to people that you've got a really good human being. And, and because of that, there are other opportunities that arise straight away. And, and I talk of the Roosters, the Bulldogs, and there was rumours, if we're, if we're reading them right, that the UK was a possible option as well. You've been at the Roosters before. What made you return to the Roosters? Yeah, I think, um, knowing that I had been there, so it's been seven years, obviously, since I've been there. And, um, when I uh, was at the Roosters, I learned a lot the first time. Uh, I'd be grateful for the opportunity to, to work at the club and then went over to England to St Helens and back here to the Gold Coast. Uh, been in nearly four years. So, um, yeah, as you said, it was nice to have a, a bit of interest with a, with a few options. I came close to coming back to England. Um, obviously had a great time uh, over there, loved it. Uh, that, that was a real consideration and... Um, I didn't like all the, obviously the, the talk about where I was going to go. No one likes speculation. Mm. It, was, it was great to finally get it sorted. But um, I guess just talking to, to Trent Robinson a few times and, and having a chat about the Roosters, where they're at, where they want to get to, and obviously um, you know he's, he's a great coach and and they're a great club and you know they don't want to be down. They don't you know they're not happy with where they sit. And um, he obviously had a few chats around things. And I can I can add. Some real benefit there, and and I got excited about that opportunity. So that's probably how it come about. I know how Trent works. He's very challenging as a coach, which is great for myself. Um, I feel like I can really help him, but also also um, I'm going to learn a lot again. So I think it's um, it just seemed right in the end. There was, as you said, a couple options there, but it just felt right to to, to choose to go back to the Roosters. Might be too early to ask you this, Justin, but do you still, after what's happened at the Titans, you? You still got the desire to be the head coach, or right now it's just the perfect time to be an assistant for you? Oh no, def- definitely would love another crack at head coach, and uh, but I'm in no rush for that. You know, I don't want to be coming out saying I want to do that, but I just feel um, yeah, it'd be be great to to get another opportunity. I think what we're sort of building here, I felt we're on the right track. I was sort of building long term, which is probably a thing you you've got to learn quickly around. You know, you want to get things locked in quicker and I think the fact that we've signed all the players long term and there was a lot of good things happening here has given me a lot of confidence that you know, I was doing a lot of things well so that's that's um, I guess the upside um, but for the here and now more than happy to, to get back and just play play my role in, in what's needed for the Roosters and um, yeah get another opportunity down the, down the track. Did you have to convince the family uh, to leave the, the? I think you're on Hedges Avenue at Mermaid yeah. Beach there in your yeah. mansion. Yeah. How, how hard is it to convince the family to move to Bondi, mate? Well, if I was ever living there, I wouldn't be leaving myself. So I'm definitely for anyone that's listening. I do not live there. Um, but look, anywhere in the Gold Coast is a great place to live, as we know. And look, it was probably harder on the family there, the ones that are in the community, especially in the Washies was running around the kids everywhere. They're all playing rugby league and ice tag and touch footy and everything. So it was probably, um, yeah, for myself, I was just sort of only had the, the work friend type of thing and, and that was my job. Whereas, you know, a lot harder for them to burn out in the community. So, um, yeah, but anyway, um, look, down in Sydney, still a great place to live. And, and um, yeah, so happy happy wherever. Um, you know, we're happy living in England. So, um, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's harder when they get older, that's for sure. I'm, I'm learning that now. Um, but 
it goes with the territory of the of the job we're in. So um, yeah, we'll we'll get back down there and, and get on with it. If we had to interview your beautiful wife about being the wife of a rugby league coach, hmm. what would she say? Would she say it's just an absolute roller coaster? We don't know where we're going to be any given time. Uh, well, I guess so. Yeah, I mean you don't think that when you when you're the head coach of something sort of planning on. On, on being in there and you feel like it's sort of your club and you're, you're developing it. But um, when it gets flipped on its head, you just got to accept that. Yeah, look, a couple of things, I guess, you've got to be easy going as a, as a partner. Luckily, she is and adaptable <laughs> and um, all those things. And probably to live with me, you've got to be that anyway, whether I was a catch or not. So <laughs> that's the part. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, all, all all a good adventure, I guess that's for sure. Yeah, good stuff. Now, Sammy Burgess confirmed during the week, uh, Titsy or Justin, that um, that he's going to be coaching the Warrington Wolves. They're well, sitting about fifth or sixth at the moment in the UK Super League. Is that a good grounding for him if he wants to one day return to the NRL as a potential head coach? Oh, look, I definitely think it is. You know, as I mentioned earlier, for myself, um, I, I felt. For my own career, I, I had to go over there. Obviously, look different for him. He had a, a great playing career. I didn't, so I feel. But to earn yourself the right, I think as a coach, I think it's the best um, way to go. There's all different puzzles, and I don't I'm not here to say one's better than the other. But I think to go over there and, and coach your own team, I think it's easy to um, sort of be an assistant here. And um, but I think to get your you know your own head coach you're over there, you're coaching your own team, you're responsible for all the all the roles of the head coach over there with a bit less pressure than there is on you here. I think there's the same amount of pressure in terms of um, the job. Um, as you both know, the passion, the, the fans over there is, is probably bigger than here, but I guess the media is a lot bigger here. So um, they've both got strengths and weaknesses, the two comps, but I think it's it's a good move if that's the path that he wants to take um, to, to go over there and coach his own side. And look, Origin... That's what appealed to me. They've actually never won Super League, so that was, um, you know, they're a, a well-resourced club over there that, that aren't quite hitting the mark. They they started this year on fire. I think they won the first yeah. eight games, and they were premiership favourites to win Super League. And unfortunately, for one reason or another, back half of the year, you know, the opposite's happened. They've been struggling and um, looking for a change. So. Um, yeah, you get a good opportunity there at Warrington um, to, to be successful over there. So the Penrith Panthers, and I've got to say, I thought this year they might have had a bit of a, a dip, losing Viliami Kikau and Api Karoisau and co, uh, Justin. But I, I've got to say, they're probably one of the best defensive units I've seen for many, many years. And that's obviously, that's that's improved with time being together for so long. But if a, if a club's planets align, if they all align on the day and you had to look at the clubs that are, they're going to be vying for the premiership this year. Who's a club that can seriously challenge them? Mate, your statement was spot on. So I think I was the same at the start of the year. Missing, I thought kick out Coruscant. I thought perfect. You know, Penrith have come back <laughs> to the pack. And um, look, I think a lot of clubs were probably struggling from the World Cup. To be honest, with a bit of a hangover, the Cowboys and other. And I know they're still fighting to make the eight. The Cowboys themselves, but. I think, as you both know, it's a lot more even the competition. But then Penrith, as you said, defensively they are just so they're so good. You know, um, they just they they just strangle sides again. Um, look, but to answer your question, Brisbane are the ones, aren't they? They they you know those two sit at the top, and 
Penrith defensively are a mile better than everybody else, and we all know that's what wins competitions. But, um, you know, Brisbane's attack is just so potent. They are, they have got strike all over the field, and, and they're obviously good defensively themselves. So, look, I think those two sit clear at the top with four rounds to go for a reason. But I think... Um, you know, Penrith, uh, Brisbane's ability to attack from, you know, from all over the field, and they got the master and Adam Reynolds conducting it. So then you got Reese Walsh and Ezra Man run threats, and then such a young pack that have gone through now. What sort of we've gone through here at the Titans, where they kept that same guys together that were a bit young and a bit inexperienced and inconsistent at NRL that have now gone through that. So you're paying us back, Gary and Tom Fuglers, they've now sort of come through that. Uh, I guess youth stage and getting a lot of games under their belt that can really get it right at the back end of the year. So they're they're probably obviously the ones at the moment that that look the ones that trouble Penrith at the end of the year. Yeah, I think Billy Slater summed it up really well. If you try and play Penrith at Penrith's game, they'll just absolutely crush Mm. you. So they've got that sense of unpredictability, the Broncos. Before we let you go, Justin Holbrook. Now, do you miss the days of being a, rent- a restaurant owner back in 2001? <laughs> I didn't even know about this. This is brilliant. Yeah, honestly, one of the greatest steaks ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, mate. No, I, uh, I'm very fortunate to be involved in rugby league HC. Um, uh, it's, it's a lot easier. Well, depending on what day you ask me. But, uh, Give us the backstory. So we're though, all Sam. sitting around training one day. And we're all saying, you can't get a really good reef and beef in Penrith. <laughs> Because it's in Penrith. Well, of course. No, yeah. no, no nice prawns out of the Nepean. Exactly. Right, so, gotcha. so one, Justin Holbrook, who's our halfback, yeah. first-grade halfback, he's sort of sitting there and he thinks, there's an opportunity here. I've got a lot of hungry young men. Bang. So he went and opened up this little restaurant, and I've got to say, it was bang on. It Did- was, had a great reef and beef. It was outstanding. Oh, mate, it was it was always fantastic to have Sass pop in, that's for sure. And um, probably played a part in that famous tackle you made, mate, a couple of years ah. later. Uh, <laughs> Titsy used to walk around. Healthy, mate, eating right. Justin used to walk around and say, listen, do you want a Pinot Noir with that, <laughs> with that lobster or do you want a, a, a Cabernet Survey? <laughs> Jeez, the fancy stuff in Penrith. Yeah, yeah, Jeez, yeah, yeah. mate, how's that? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fumbled your way through it. Well done, Dutch Sats. I'm betting Sats didn't even pay for a steak either. Just, oh, no, he stung right? us. Don't uh, worry. He stung us. I only ever come on half price night, Sats. He only ever appeared half price. Hey, listen, mate, we're, we're really happy you've got yourself a great gig with the Roosters next year as assistant coach. You deserve it. You are one of, and I'm not just saying this, one of the most not, nicest blokes in the game of rugby league. He doesn't change, does he, Good Sam? things happen to good people, Just yep, absolutely. Jason. Enjoy the rest of your gap year, though, with uh, with the family, mate. Enjoy that family time before you rip in in 2024, Justin Holbrook. Yeah, will do. Thanks, thanks for the chat, boys. Appreciate it. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Grant gets it on to Welch and he gets it back to Grant. Grant puts the head down. Oh, I think he might have a try. I think the referee's going to give it. He does. Harry Grant has scored. Yeah, the kid can play. That was on his origin debut. Critical try too, that one. Harry Grant, proud Rocky boy, the ambassador of the Criterion Hotel. Um, And he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Harry? Good afternoon, fellas. I'm good. How are you going? Yeah, you're good because you're you're a tough Central Queensland boy, and you know, they mm. breed them tough around Rocky. But, he lives in Melbourne. But now, now you go to Melbourne. Mm. Do you drink oat milk or soy milk or any one of those fancy milks now? 
Uh, I'm I'm strictly cow milk. Um, good for you, I heard. So, I'm, I think I could be lactose intolerant, but I'm not giving it up. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I still drink drink lager beer. Beer. I haven't got on the pale ale or anything like that. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. I'm staying true to my roots, mate. Yeah, like good it. stuff. Now you love your surfing. Before we get into footy talk, have you been surfing lately at the Urban Surf, the Melbourne Surf Park? Uh, I have been doing a little bit of surfing, uh, not not too much at the wave pool, but uh, that does that does fill a void here and there. But we've been pretty lucky lately. There's been a few waves on offer, so where do you get down to? Um, been getting into it a little bit. Uh, around here, we probably go uh, the surf coast, like Torquay Way. Yep. Surf uh, around Winky Pop, Janja, around Bell's Beach there. So. Nice. They're, they're a bit of a I'll crew. That, with, um, bit of a crew that joined. Tyron Wishart. Yeah. 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 Tyron Wishart. He's a he's a he's a mad keen surfer from Jeringong and son of uh, the great Rocket Rod. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's good to yeah good to get in the water after a game's usually the the pick get moving again. Any yeah. kooks you've turned into surfers like just guys that you never thought they'd get on a surfboard? Big Nelsons. They get on the board. <laughs> Maybe Brandon Smith. I took him out one day and geez if. if if you picture Brandon Smith playing football 100 mile an hour, that was him on a on an eight foot foamy trying to paddle out the back. He was just hell for leather for 45 minutes, but he made his way out the back, and uh, I think he got cleaned up. And a wave took him all the way back into the beach. <laughs> uh, would have been good to see. Hey, mate, we, we I got to ask you. We keep hearing about Craig Bellamy's post game verbal after you lost to the Panthers a couple of weeks ago. On a scale of one to ten in in his previous blow ups, where how did it rate? Um, oh, Bells was always disappointed. Um, <laughs> I guess he's always, yeah, he's always finds that. He's always, yeah, glass half empty, the old fella. Nah. Um, yeah, he, he puts a lot of time and effort into, um, you know, the, the performances or, or our performance on the weekend. So, yeah, he's, he's, no one's ever happy losing. And, um, you know, when you got that at the top, it, it definitely filters down and, um, yeah, he always looks for a response, and I think we did that well on the weekend. Yeah, there's been a few probably uncharacteristic like Melbourne sort of performances this year where you where you haven't been at your best. Could, has he been able to put his finger on what that is, or have you, as you know, the guy in the middle, been able to put your finger on why it is you haven't been, you know, playing you know Melbourne type football? Um, yeah. I- it's hard to put our finger on it, but I guess you look at the, the whole competition and it's pretty um, pretty jam-packed. So I think, you know, teams can can find momentum um, easily throughout the competition at the moment and then um, sort of run on with it and, and it's and it's hard to, to wrestle back. So mm. I, I guess that plays a part in it in terms of where the game's at at the moment and, um, you know, as players and, and as a team now is just understanding that and, um, you know, Trying to trying to find ways to to put ourselves in better positions, but um, yeah, disappointing at some stages throughout the year. But I think we're, we're sitting fourth now, which is um, you know you want to be in that top four going into the final. So it's just important we can keep a hold of um, some form and and head into the finals, in, you know, heading in the right direction. Yeah. As a dummy half, you're the man that touches the ball the most, Harry. Can you feel it? Can you feel in those first five or ten minutes? Whether the team's on or not, from a an energy perspective. Yeah, yeah, you can. I guess um, you know your your week pay, plays a big part as well, uh, especially especially now. Um, 
you know, if you're training, training at a high standard and you're training well through the week, I dare say those repetitions and um, and and that training is going to come out in the game. And you know, whether you have things go wrong early, you can sort of um, you know turn turn it around. So I think that's yeah important for a lot of teams. Uh, you know, everyone sort of looks into that as how they're training and um, a direct impact on their games. But yeah, you, you can you got to be able to sort of pick and adapt things on the run and um, yeah, change your game in that way. Well, mate, you, you're right. I mean, you talk about momentum and the, and the shifts in momentum in games, and I guess the, the key is to getting out there and starting the game well and trying to hold on to that momentum because it's always so hard to wrestle it back once you've lost it. I've got to ask you, last week, I mean, you, the team certainly turned it around after, you know, the week before's performance, but you started on the bench. Was there a reason behind that? Was there any thought behind why you started on the bench? Uh, yeah, just to just to um, you know, take take the sting out of the game a bit, I think, um, you know, the Raiders, that's the, that's the way they play their footy. They just go straight down the middle of the field and, um, you know, every time that I've played them, they've... Um, you know that's that's the way they've played. So it was probably a little bit of uh, bells is thinking there, and some of the coaches. And um, I quite enjoy that role. I'm, it's something that I'm familiar with. So yeah, um, yeah. You get you get the boys to do all the hard yak of the first twenty, and then you come on and have some fun. <laughs> nice, Chris Welsh. You know, he's probably one of the smartest rugby league players we've seen mm. in a long time. Well, he claims well, we, to be one well, of the... we think he is. Well, I don't he know. Well, to let's, be get one of the the, let's get the inside drum. Yeah, Self, yeah self-proclaimed. self-proclaimed. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. Now, first try. Is that his first try this year? First, first try. Mate, year. I think it's his first try in nearly two years. So is a nudie run still happen at clubs behind closed doors, Harry? Yeah, it's his first try this year. And um, to be <laughs> honest, I, I haven't been passing him the ball all year because <laughs> I'd like to see him... Um, <laughs> Nude because he actually showers with his jocks on, so um, <laughs> that's why I've been been avoiding him this year. But um, obviously, I didn't pass that on to Bronson before the game, and, and Bronson put him over. <laughs> nice, hey mate. Um, I think every rugby league fan was rapt to see this, but as as a teammate, you must have must have been absolutely rapt to see Pappy back on the field a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's awesome for um, you know not only. A team uh, from you know as a team teammate uh, perspective or or a team perspective, but um, you know the whole of the rugby league community. I think what Paps brings to the game is is incredible. You know, there's so many uh, kids and fans just love love Pappy and um, the way he goes about his business. So it's been a hard slog for him, that's for sure. There's been plenty of hurdles, and um, you know he's just been working really hard to to get back um, to where he is now and. Yeah, I'm really excited for him to to be back playing footy and doing what he loves, and yeah, hopefully he can um, yeah just keep building those performances, and hopefully I'll be uh, playing with him soon. Yeah, good time of the year too, isn't it? Mm. Got a lot of clubs have a fresh out their so, some of the fresh legs now, coming in. I mean, yeah. it's funny. Oh, the last two weeks I've watched him with your old club, the Sunny Coast Falcons, where you went there before you signed with the Melbourne Storm. I've got to say, he hasn't lost an. He hasn't, hasn't lost one yard of pace. He looks, looks like sharp, he's he? just as quick, mm. Harry. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sort of started integrating back into training throughout when we were, uh, we were away for Origin. So I was sort of expecting to come back from Origin and um, see him sort of dipping his toe in and, uh, you know, not moving like he used to, but um, come back to training and, yeah, he was turning it blokes inside out, left, right and centre and just the pappy of... 
you know, that we've all come to love and um, enjoy watching. So, yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was a real positive when he was training the way, you know, he used to. So, have you seen I that think tr- it's good that he's taken that into a game. What about that trade he had where everyone's spraying oh, him? He's, he's got, his got, sh- he's got shoulders on him like a brown snake, hasn't he? <laughs> Hey, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> hey, um, Nelson Asopo Solomona announced he's going to box in October oh, postseason. Geez. Can he throw them okay? Have you seen him with the gloves on at all? Well, I wouldn't like to get in the ring with him. But <laughs> they want us to. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who's who's putting their hand up to um, to get in the ring. But uh, has he talked anyone up? Has he talked anyone up that he wants to take on? Does, has he has he mentioned anything at training? I think Christian Welch, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good. Nice. Yeah, good. Hey, Harry. I think, I think Christian Welch likes his chances, so we might have to put them two in the ring. Oh. <laughs> so this week, uh, up against the Dragons at Wollongong, up against your old mate Dozer, Benny Hunt. Mm. Always good to come up against a good little competitor like him. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, you know, it's going to be an exciting game. And, um, yeah, Benny's been on fire for him, so... I think uh, Bells will have a thousand clips this week on um, how we can stop him and uh, some of their other threats. But, um, yeah, really just looking forward to trying to back up what we did on the weekend and, weekend and um, yeah, build that consistency. Yeah, dangerous place to go. Wollongong. Harry Grant, good luck this weekend. Good luck in the finals. And thanks very much for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Good on you, boys. Cheers for that. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Gagai finds Crossman. The arm's okay. Here's Ponga kicking, pushing through. Hetherington's there. Hetherington scores. All the forwards lining up for points today. The Knights have backed up a 66-0 outing against the Bulldogs six weeks ago. They've made it six wins on the trot. Yeah, they're sitting seventh on the NRL ladder at the moment and they are flying it. And they are come from, I think, one of the best fan bases in the game. And mm. this man has got plenty to do with it, along with a lot of other players and, and a lot of his coaches as well. And that man is Adam O'Brien, coach of the Newcastle Knights. How are you, Ad? G'day, guys. How are we? Really good. Well, mm. you'll, you'd be feeling better, I think, at the moment. I mean, you don't want to get put the, the cart before the horse, but six in a row and and I'm hearing... And we're just talking about this off air. I'm, I'm hearing that it's a sold out against the Bunnies on Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, mate. Yeah, the first time, uh, I, I think, since about 2012. So, um, yeah, very excited to get a full uh, McDonald Jones Stadium on the weekend. And when the footy team's going well, the, uh, the whole town gets behind them. It's outstanding. Sunday afternoon oh, the for the old marathon. How good yeah. is it? Now, as a coach, I know it gets exciting when you think about potential finals positions and you're in, in that precarious situation where you've got to just keep winning and let the results um, do the rest. But how do you avert the attention and the excitement away from the playing group at or do you use it as motivation? Uh, a little bit of both. I think, uh, you know, there's no show. The players aren't silly. They understand that, you know, the the energy and the feel around the town and they and they they'd be aware that, the stadium would be full on the weekend. So, you know, we don't run away from that sort of, I guess, pressure that comes with that. I think uh, embracing it, we're very fortunate to be in that position. But at the same time, I think, Sats, we've been uh, we've been really consistent all year, Whether regardless of result. We've been really consistent on how we've 
you know, reviewed performances. You know, we have identified the things that we, you know, that we thought that we'd done well, um, and we always find something to get better at. And I feel like the last two weeks, uh, whilst very, very pleased that we've got the result, um, felt like it hasn't been our best 80-minute performances. So, you know, the guys understand that it's staying really present and making sure that we're identifying those areas that we want to get better at and making sure that we're preparing that way this week. Adam, it's has there been uh, big changes from sort of the results you're getting earlier in the year to now? I mean, obviously having six on the trot, you know, things are working. But you, you know, you had some unlucky losses earlier on in the season. Um, you've gone back to back with six wins now. Have there been big changes, or has it just been you know the the little things that are, that you're getting right now as a group? Yeah, Matty, my really good question. I, I don't feel like it has been massive changes. I felt. You know, it wasn't like we came in and just ripped up the game plan and started again. I think we, you know, those games, two and four point games there against quality opposition, we just identified moments of the game where we let it get away from us. So it wasn't like wholesale changes. We didn't have big campfire meetings or anything like that. I think showing that consistent resolve and um, and not overreacting to them has probably held us in good stead later in the year and results have fallen our way. Yeah, nice. Well, mate, there's reports that um, Hastings' injury is not quite as bad as first thought. Will he be charged with grade three carry-on? He should be in the the crumb sausage. <laughs> There'll be some teammates that will uh, <laughs> certainly bring that same phrase up. Look, with Jacko, obviously he had a season-ending injury on that yeah. ankle. Uh, there's a bit of hardware in there, so he's yeah. had a couple mm. of uh, surgeries. And thankfully, that's probably what's kept it all intact. The surgery yeah. has been a success and strengthened it. And obviously, with all that hardware in there, is a, you know, it adds to a bit of pain, but also the anxiety too. Yeah. You know, he's... You know, a guy that's come off a season-ending injury, and he's been so good for us this year. And it just—I think—it's more of a reflection on how much this sort of means to him, the, the team, and the season. But um, I know that there'll be some players that will bring up the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, Ads, I'd love this young man. I, I want to know more about him. I don't know enough. I don't think we all know don't know enough about this young player. He's Leo Thompson. He's very James Fisher Harris like. He's built like him. He runs like him. He's got that steely look in his eyes. I know he's got a rugby union background, but how good can this young man get? Mate, so Dad said he. Oh, I don't know how good he can get. He's, he's, you know, if in terms of his rugby league experience, he's nowhere near his, his ceiling. But you know, I'll probably show my age here. But if you think Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, that's Leo. You know, he's. <laughs> uh, just Mate, before games, I'm even nervous talking to Leo. He's that focused about what he wants to do, and um, he inspires his teammates just by, I guess, how much of a man he is. He's just mm. that determined, and very. I think he's the comparisons uh, to James Fisher Harris. While you know Fisher's probably done a fair bit more in the game at the present point, their demeanour is very much the same. Yeah, great styles. Mm. Now Dane Gagai, seasoned veteran, love watching him, and have always loved watching him play. How. How much of a competitor he is, Ad? He's back to great form again, leading into the finals. What's he like as a teammate? Does he does he get around the younger players? Does he does he like to educate them? He does exactly that. Yeah, he's uh he's an extension of the coaching staff. Gags. He understands the game really well. He understands, you know, how the game feels during periods of the game and how to 
get ourselves, you know, get ourselves through that. Uh, probably his greatest attribute, not only his knowledge, but he can articulate a point really well. Uh, and he does, you know, we, we've got some guys in and around him that aren't big talkers. Well, Gags more than makes up for that. So they seem to play better around him because he, um, you know, he commentates everything that's coming their way, which helps them, you know, defend shape when it's coming because Gags has, uh, you know, identified it and talks them through it. So, yeah, he's been enormous for us. Yeah, mate. you got Kai Pierce-Paul from the UK Super League. Big rangy back rower, outside back type. Mate, are you looking at him as a replacement for Fitzgibbon or Dom Young? Uh, we'll start Kai in the, in the back row. We see him as a, as a back row option for us. He, uh, anyone that's seen Kai play, he's very athletic, got great skill for a big man. Um, they've actually played him a little bit in the middle over there. He's played a lot of centre, so he's pretty versatile, but... Yeah, first and foremost, we see him as a uh, as an edge back rower for us. Um, Fitzy's been outstanding this Hasn't year for us, and obviously with him going overseas, we um, needed to make sure that we were we getting some back row option there. And him and Jack Cartwright will uh, will fill that sort of yeah. void for us. Yeah, you got some good signings, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, Jed, you've Jed, still got so much to good. look forward to mm. this year. But you know, young Jack Cogger, and of course, young Will Price, mm. who who's an exceptional young player in the UK. Now, you, you spoke about. There's not a lot of big talkers in the club. This guy is definitely not one of those. And I'll talk about Frank Barrett, your your media manager, because Blake Green, <laughs> we spoke to him when you guys were over in Perth playing the Dolphins, and he said he's still recovering from sitting next to him on the plane over to Perth. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a word count with Frankie, he, uh, and he burns through him pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, no, he's... Uh, Mate, he does a great job. He, uh, if we need to bring the energy up, he does a, lo- a lot of good things around hosting our functions. Uh, he's got a great sense of humour. But yeah, for you know someone like me that I, I probably don't talk a lot either. Um, <laughs> parking Frank beside me can uh, drain me pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Makes uh, up for it. Makes up for it. Yeah. Now before yeah, we yeah. let you go, Carlin Ponger, of course, he's he's always on everyone's lips when we talk about the Newcastle Knights. He's been exceptional, mm. seeing that he didn't play that origin. He's been able to focus on this club footy. But there's been a change in his game. And I don't know whether it's – and you'd be able to answer this, Adam. It, it seems as though that he's – if this makes sense, that he's studying the game more as opposed to just going out and playing it. Would that be fair? 100%. Yeah, spot on. I think uh, yeah, KP right from the start uh, in November, he only took – couple of weeks off and then trained all the way through but you're right he's a real student of the game I think he's just matured you know Mm. he's got older he understands what his strengths are he understands the game a lot more but he's certainly invested in not only his own performance but as captain of the club the team's performance he watches a lot of video now yeah I just think it's you know he's he's matured as a football player and uh uh, we're certainly reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, that's great yeah. to hear. That's great to hear. Now, Sunday, this Sunday, McDonald Jones Stadium, 2 p.m. It's a sellout, so the only way you're going to get to watch it or listen to it is is on the TV or with SEN. So make sure you get in for this game because it is going to be an outstanding, an outstanding mm. co- um, competitive game. Uh, Adam O'Brien, coach of Newcastle Knights, going great at the moment. Good luck leading into the finals, mate. Thanks Good for luck. joining us on Sports Day. Thanks, that's, that's, thanks, Marty. Thanks for having me, boys. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year.
Yeah, absolutely, it is. And Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day like it does every week across the Sunshine State. And don't forget, Chris Nelson, imagine what you could be buying instead. How are you? Oh, I'm going very well, Sats. Uh, and yourself? Very well, very well. Looking forward to this weekend for Good. a number of reasons, as you would be as well, because what have we got the Northern Winter Carnival at the moment, haven't we? July 7th through to we September have. 9th. Yeah, you're spot on there. And we've got the uh, the Cairns Newmarket at Cannon Park at Cairns on uh, Saturday. So looking forward to that. And don't forget, next Saturday is the Cairns Cup. And then not long after that, of course, we have the Cairns Amateurs. So yes. that uh, keeps rolling on further up the coast uh, as we get to uh, to Cairns on the weekend. So really looking forward to that. Uh, what else is on this weekend, um, Nelson? Uh, we've got good racing uh, all around uh, the state. So we have the main meeting, of course, at Doombin on Saturday. We also race at uh, Aquas Park, Gold Coast on the Poly Track. Uh, we race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. We've mentioned uh, Cairns there, Cannon Park for the uh, the new market. And we race at uh, the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Some country meetings. So Aramac, I'll let you just Google that quickly. Uh, Bowen, we race at Dingo. It's the Dingo Cup. Mm-hmm. We race at Gympie on the sand. We go to Mount Isa and we also go to Roma as well. So far and wide this weekend, plenty of uh, non-tab meetings. If you're in those areas... Get out and support the clubs. They're always good days. Racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Nelso, imagine what you could be buying instead always. And for free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. You too, Sats. All the best. He's a good man, Nelso. Now it's time for our Saturday outlook. Thanks to Pioneer Seeds. Optimise your canola with new Optimum Gly hybrids from Pioneer Seeds. Now the game's... Saturday, Tigers host the Dolphins. Funnily enough, I know the Dolphins got a lot of injuries. The Tigers are the overwhelming favourites here. And I think, here's one for you. If you watch the Tigers play without looking at the ladder and the Dragons and the Bulldogs, I think the Tigers are a better team to watch. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think they'll win. I think they'll beat the Dolphins. I, I love watching uh, Stafford Toa. Yeah. Dream Buller. Yeah. Uh, he's come a long way, Stafford Toller. Mm. Actually, he's become a, a really good strike sound. Titans host the Panthers, a very inexperienced, I'll say the spine. I don't like saying the spine, but uh, with Jaden Campbell, Tommy Weaver, this exciting number seven, making his debut. Keanu Kinney playing fullback. Chris Randall at hooker. This could be the upset of the season. No. Or it's going to be this ugly. could be ugly. It's going to be very ugly. Yeah. Mm. Panthers have been on the Gold Coast all week. Since Tuesday, staying in Kingscliff. And this one here, I think, is one of the, the toughest games to uh, to choose a winner. The Knights hosting the Bunnies, a sellout. First time there's been a sellout at, well, I love still calling it Marathon, but at McDonald Jones Stadium, the home of the Knights. 14 years. 14 seasons, yeah. yeah. yeah 13 wow. seasons, 14 seasons. I can't pick this one, Sats. I'm picking the Bunnies. I'm picking the Bunnies. I don't know why. I just mm. expect they're big players in a big game like this. Just uh, Is to Hastings going to play? I think he will. Mm. He's a tough kid. Strap it up, mate. You should be right. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And as Adam O'Brien said earlier on, grade three carry on after that Cinder's <laughs> Moses injury from yeah. the weekend. Uh, that's a Saturday outlook. Thanks to Pioneer Seeds. Optimize your cropping rotation with new Optimum Gly herbicide tolerance trait canola hybrids from Pioneer Seeds. Say that three times. <laughs> thanks to Harry Grant. Thanks to Adam O'Brien. Thanks to Titans, former coach and new Roosters assistant coach. And Justin Holbrook, most of all, thank you to the listeners. Hope you have a great weekend. This is Off the Bench.